Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Friday the 1st of July. Today I'm joined for the last time this week by Hamzi Kumar, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Hamzi. How are you today? I'm doing good, Peter. How are you? <laughs> good. Yes, good. All right. Thank you very much indeed. End of the week, end of the week. Um, so um, what did you find most interesting in today's um, edition of Watson's Daily? Oh, I'm going to apologize to the audience for <laughs> being a Debbie Downer. But the story <laughs> I found most interesting was uh, the story about why UK inflation will stay higher uh, for longer than mm. other nations, so not mm. really the most uplifting story <laughs> for the weekend. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. So the story basically talks about Andrew Bailey changing his tone on inflation this week, you know, making it clear that Bank of England will definitely act to curb any inflationary pressures on UK prices. And I found the story interesting is because there are basically three factors as to why inflation in the UK would be higher than in other countries or other parts of the world. So mm-hmm. firstly is energy and within energy, there's several factors as well, several sub factors. So there's the reliance on the UK by on gas imports. So the, it basically exposing the market to volatilities caused in that market. So initially the gas market was volatile because of COVID but now we have the war in Ukraine uh, causing the same problems as well. Mm. We're also seeing high energy prices in the UK, just like in Europe. But the thing with the UK is it's also facing a strong demand from consumers, so pushing prices up. That mm. is similar to what's being experienced in the US. Mm. And then a particularly special thing with the UK is the fact that we have energy price gaps. So mm. that can act as a double-edged sword because it's creating a longer lag. In mm. time period between high gas prices and then when consumers feel it so mm. energy price gaps can be good in the sense that they can lock in lower prices for a longer period of time yeah or they could just cause significant jumps within the cpi the consumer price index the weighted mm-hmm. basket of household goods and services that you know economists and uh, central banks use to calculate inflation basically mm. and so that's just just energy and then you we also have to look at things from we're having limited jobs in the uk but high wage pressures the article lists brexit as the main cause and it is the obvious reason as to why there's such uh like there's more jobs than there than there are people getting it but i also think that there has been a greater negotiating powers on employees like I know previously when we spoke in December, we talked about Harrods employees getting a big win in wages. Mm-hmm. We're also seeing currently a lot of strikes with mm. people demanding high wages, like with the barrister strikes as well. So we might see similar strikes come in the future and people are demanding higher wages from mm. this as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to Eurozone, they've benefited from Brexit. People have gone back to Europe. So they have benefited from it. So there's less vacancies and there's therefore less imbalances in the wage market in Europe compared to the UK. Mm. And then the third and the third reason from the article talks about how there's a weakening sterling. Mm. Weakened sterling will obviously have impacts on inflation, but the UK is also a net importer of 
goods and goods facing high wage pressures or sorry high price pressures such as mm-hmm. food and energy and mm-hmm. i think this will be interesting because the monetary policy committee raised interest rates in june so i think two weeks ago um and the next meeting will be in august mm. so it'll be an interesting time period to see how july reacts to this heated inflationary time period mm. and mm. one of the economists quoted in the article talks about how he expects UK inflation to peak at 10%, which is mm-hmm. a lot compared to the US and Europe, who they predict will fall off right now. They, mm-hmm. they sort of the worst ever has already come for the, for these two countries or these two geographical areas. So it's likely to go down while the UK will still remain, inflation will still remain persistent. Mm. That's what I found interesting. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I suppose a, a morbid interest, really. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, um, you know, it, 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 it doesn't paint a very good picture. Um, I mean, I don't know how, you know, they got to the figure of 10%. I mean, 10% just sounds sounds quite good. <laughs> you know, it's a nice round figure that everyone can sort of hang on to. But then again, you know, I, I could counter that and say, well, yesterday we were talking about Spain um, hitting 10.2% um, inflation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not as if that everyone else is immune. Um, I mean, I personally can't see any reason why we are going to do that much worse than everyone else in, in Europe, apart from possibly the, you know, the, I think the Brexit, Brexit is possibly the difference, um, you know, between uh, a bit, between us. Um, and I think that... Um, yeah, I mean, I yeah. So I so I think that it's a it's a it's a difficult situation we're in. I think it's um, I'm I'm glad that um, Andrew Bailey has finally um, recognised that actually you know this is this isn't one of you know they they kept on saying oh it's temporary oh it's temporary mm-hmm. and it just the the signs were that they weren't it wasn't temporary it was keep you know kept going um, so. <clears throat> Um, I mean, obviously, you know, he. I suppose he's he's um, uh, preparing the ground for more rises and things. But I just, I don't see the only thing that I think is going to end this is the end of the war. That's the only thing that I think can do it. Mm. Anything else? We, as long as this war goes on, there's going to be you know, um, energy prices are going to continue to go up. There's going to be um, crop, you know, uh, food food prices are going to keep going going up. So, um, uh, supply chains are going to continue to be disrupted. The only way that this is going to end is the war ending. Uh, and as I've said many times before, I believe that the 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 sort of best, if you like, outcome for the for global economy is if the war stops and um, and Putin is not in power. And I'm saying that from I'm trying to be as neutral as possible there, um, and saying that specifically because. Um, if he is in power, there's always a danger this is going to happen again. Um, if he's not in power, there's still that danger, um, but it might be very, uh, it might be slightly less depending on what happens. I mean, you know, would would a new regime come in with a, an opposition, a, a sort of a more pro-Western um, mm-hmm. candidate? I don't know, but that's the only way that I can see things properly turning around. I think anything else like the 
you know, what's going on with energy at the moment, with everyone turning on their or prolonging the lives of their, their coal-fired power stations and things like that. That is all damage limitation. But ultimately, the only thing that's going to stop this is, is, the, war, is the war ending. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so yeah. So it's all a bit heavy stuff, isn't it? I mean, obviously yeah. we're Friday, um, so I think I'll end. I'll um, I'll make a, a, a you know a, a, an attempt to lighten thing lighten things slightly um, by talking about Hello Kitty. So there we go. We're going from um, <laughs> inf- inflation and war um, to Hello Kitty. Now the thing is, Hello Kitty is um, you know a cartoon cat. Um, and uh, is it, the the company that she hails from is a Japanese company called Sanrio. Um, actually, when I was a, a broker, I I worked with Sanrio. Um, you know, taking them around to investors and things, and learned lots of interesting things. Like uh, when we were talking to management, they did inform us that in fact Hello Kitty was in fact born in London. So there you go. Wow. Um, so it's so ex- exciting. Um, Hello Kitty fact. Anyway, the mm-hmm. reason why um, I put it in, into Watson's Daily today is that they signed a deal with Alibaba of, Ch- of China. And clearly that was taken very, very well by investors because the share price of Sanrio went up by about 15%. Um, now, they are doing well. Um, Sanrio is doing well, not only because of the success of Hello Kitty, but apparently there's another character called Kuromi, um, who is a naughty rabbit. Um, so this is this is all this is all wild stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But but you know I I think that um, this company Sanrio is is very interesting company. Um, I think it's incredible how it does very well with promoting its characters and specifically Hello Kitty. And the only other character that I can think of that even, you know, that, that has a similar um, kind of recognition and, uh, you know, not only geographically, but in terms of age is Mickey Mouse, really. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and, and, and I think that it's, it's just really interesting to see how it's done and how, um, you know, it's now signed this, this, uh, uh, you know this this agreement with the licensing with Alibaba. Um, I I may have said this before on a podcast, um, but I, I remember you know the management told me what you know when I was working with them. They said um, it was amazing when they went to Russia. They opened up in Moscow, and they said they there would be limos would be you know um, uh, going to the shop, parking right outside the shop. Um, the very rich clientele would would get out of the car, go into the shop buy virtually everything in the shop, walk out with loads of bags and people carrying stuff to, you know, that they bought uh, and then just get back in the limo and go. And he, he said, it's just incredible how much they bought. And one of the things I really kind of admire and, and actually I have to say, I admire yet don't really understand the, the appeal of, of Hello Kitty. And I'm sorry if I'm offending people out there. I'm not meaning that in a nasty way. It's <laughs> just that I sort of think, well, She's a character. She's a character. You know, I can understand kids liking her, but then I don't understand why that then goes into adulthood. But what what do you think, though? What do you think? Um, I think that you know, personally, I grew up with Hello Kitty, and I was really obsessed with Hello Kitty. I had a yeah. toothbrush, you know, like duvet, all that. Yeah. But I think, 
revealing myself as a super fan. But I think <laughs> the thing with Hello Kitty and Sanrio is that they've managed to enter into deals with certain companies that keep that appeal to the nostalgia mm-hmm. of Hello Kitty, but still design it in such a way that it's not childish or juvenile. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I know they have a collection, a clothing collection with ASOS. Mm-hmm. They have a, a deal with Skinny Dip, where they have like things like Skinny Jeans, Hello Kitty Skinny Jeans, uh, phone cases. They even have Hello, the deal with Flamingo Candles, so mm-hmm. they design Hello Kitty candles. Um, even Kuromi has a deal with Bershka, so they have Kuromi socks. So I think that, yeah, <laughs> I'm learning so much. Yeah, today, but yeah, go on, carry on. Yeah, but I think they're able to sort of know the fine line between nostalgia and Mm. also keeping the aesthetics in line. Mm. I think Japan in general has that nostalgic feel. Like I I was one of the people who got really obsessed with Stay With Me by Miki Matsubara Mm -hmm. when I first heard it, when it went viral. I think Japan has that appeal. I I, I, Maybe you can't really... um, verbally say what's the appeal but they have that they know they know how to balance it Mm -hmm. so i think that um i think that's 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 what makes hello kitty very appealable and i think this deal would only be good for hello kitty because they were doing very well until until a certain sister duo called anna and elsa took Mm -hmm. over Uh, (laughs) they they refused to let it go didn't they yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah yeah god i tell you i'll just say here here and now you know as a parent i mean there there, there's some there's some dark days with with kids and um you know i i did reach a point where i thought do you know what if i hear that song again i'm just gonna scream uh and the only the only other songs that i've i've found that with are um uh, I mean, the thing, the good thing is, at least that is a good song, right? And, yes. and but, uh, but then, you know, the, the the most horrendous one for me, and and sets me on edge as soon as I hear it, is Baby Shark. Um, <laughs> and and then the other time, there was another time when I took my kids to Peppa Pig World, which is in Paulton oh. Park in Hampshire, I think it's in Hampshire. Nice. Um, and oh my God, the Peppa Pig theme song. Dun, 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 and he was just like on and on and on, and I thought, oh no! And that night, I just could not get out of my head. I was trying <laughs> to go to sleep. I was tired, and it's a bit. I don't know whether it was my imagination that it went on, and then I, I don't know whether the last the last time I went, I didn't notice it as much. But I don't know whether that was because they didn't do it, or whether I managed to somehow psychologically zone it out. I don't really know. It's a bit like, you know, I always, sorry, I know we're going a bit off piece here, but it's a bit like, I always feel sorry for people who work in um, like a, say some like a, 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 um, a shop that sells Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because like all day, every day, all you hear is the same songs over and over and over again. And it's just oh, it's so bad. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I do think that, um, it is interesting. I think Hello Kissy is absolutely fascinating in how well it's it's done. I think that Sanrio seems to be absolutely supreme um, at licensing the right stuff to the right companies and geographies at the right time, mm-hmm. um, because the the image has, you know, really stood the test of time, um, and I I think it's pretty amazing. So, I mean, 
if they can do well in China, um, then I mean that really is a, a huge potentially a, an absolutely huge engine for growth. And I, I would have thought they it would do okay. The only thing going against Hello Kitty, I would have thought from a Chinese point of view, is that it's Japanese. Yeah. Um, apart from that, I think the values and all that are you know probably align quite well with um, um, the you know President Xi Jinping's. Um, uh you know common prosperity and all that so so yeah so i mean i i do think it's interesting obviously it's an absolutely enormous market um and um you know it has great potential so um so anyway yes so anyway so we'll 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 leave it on that note of of hello the up up notes uh of uh hello kitty uh, and just to say um, that we are going to be um, looking, so changing the subject slightly, we're going to be, uh, if you want to support Watson's Daily and you like Watson's Daily, um, uh, we are going to be opening um, applications for being a Watson's Daily ambassador. So you you too can be just like Hamzy here. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so I mean, we're going to be opening that up. There's so many things going on at Watson's Daily. It is it continues to evolve at a rapid pace, um, and this is a very interesting time. Um, and basically, if you can help um, Watson's Daily continue to evolve, then I will try my best to help you as well um, to evolve. <laughs> good good um, word there. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll be putting that up. So look on our Instagram. That's where it's all going to be um and um yeah follow us and also while we're on the subject of instagram um we're doing a giveaway it was to try to mark the um 500th episode of this very podcast uh and you can win yourself a uh, an official um limited edition watson's daily mug plus a 20 pounds amazon voucher now i would argue that nice. the watson's daily mug is is significantly more valuable uh, in terms of its rarity, um, but um, but Wait, anyway. You owe me a mug. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You owe me a mug. Right? Yes, I do. I do owe you a mug. I'm going to get every. Yes, I, I do indeed. So don't worry. I'll, I will. Uh, I will be getting you a mug because you won. You won the uh, end end of year competition. So I'm the next time yep. I see you, Hansi, I'm I'm going to be ceremonially handing <laughs> over a mug. But anyway. Um, so yes. Anyway. So. Uh, on that, on that, uh, on that note, um, I'll end it here. But thank you very much indeed, Hamsey. Uh, I'm sorry, obviously, you've you've battled through um, uh, health issues uh, to be here. So thank yes. you very much indeed. Um, <clears throat> I hope you have a great weekend. You too. And uh, and I hope that the listeners have a great weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back again very soon. So many thanks. Bye. <laughs>